Okay, so we've been talking about growing, and we're talking about growing spiritually, needing to be mature. So today, I want to talk to you in this Grow series. Our first sermon uh, in the series was two weeks, a two-part called uh, Arrested Development. Today, I want to talk to you about, uh, from this thought, press reset. Press reset. Look at your neighbor and say, press reset. Mm-hmm. Press reset. So, uh, what is it that causes believers not to mature? We talked about in that first series, Arrested Development, is uh, the whole notion of one that stops growing prematurely. What is it that causes a believer not to mature and not to grow in God. So I want us to start here, if you would. Oh, now this is gonna be like old school Bible study. You ain't gonna be able to ask no questions. Now you had to ask me later. You can't just like raise your hand right now. This just ain't gonna work with my flow today. So, uh, but it's gonna be old school Bible study. So we're gonna flip through the Bible. We're gonna look at some stuff. So uh, we can see it. So listen, for those of you who have a heart, and my prayer is that you do have a heart, to grow, to read your word more. This is going to be a great series for you to jot notes down and go back and study this stuff. All right. So go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I want to start here by laying out this premise that there is something that hinders our growth. And I want to show you what it is and want to attack it today. So here, here's what it reads here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. He says, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. Watch this. For until now, you were not able to receive it. Then he goes on and says, and even now, you're still not able. See, this whole lack of growth thing has been going on for centuries in the body of Christ. Verse 3 says, I just want to take this first A clause of verse 3, for you are still carnal. Go back to verse 2 for me, please. I'm going to read it again right up here. It says, I, I fed you with milk and not solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you're still not able to receive it. Go forward. He says, why? Because you are still carnal. So here is the thing that interrupts, hinders, stagnates, stunts, stops our growth, is being carnal. All right. That's my premise today. Being carnal stops you from growing spiritually. Okay, pastor, I ain't been in church all my days. I don't know what that means. So if you're writing, write this down. Carnality keeps me from growing or from maturing. You need to know that. Carnality. What is carnality, pastor? Okay, good. I'm glad. The word carnal is, uh, comes from the Greek word uh, sarkikos, which means having to do with the flesh. From the root word sarks, which is all about, listen, the base human nature. Human nature. So being carnal is when you spend more time dealing with your natural humanness 
than you do dealing with your spiritual side of you, the spirit man. Listen, whether you know it or not, the human nature or humanity has a base nature that is absolutely horrible. I don't care how good you feel like you are. Well, you know, I don't cuss or, you know, I don't do the wrong stuff. Your nature, human nature, is not a good thing. We see that, but just recently, we see these boys in Florida videoing a guy out in the middle of a lake. They watch the boy die and they laughing at him, talking about you shouldn't have went out there. And he's yelling for help and he disappears. And they laugh and comment by saying, we just saw that dude die. Here's the problem. Not only is it wrong, there is nothing in the law that can cause anybody to do anything to them within the boundaries of the law. You know what I mean? Because human nature at its lowest form is not a good thing. And that's why the text says that at the place of our carnality, we stop growing. When you feed, listen, uh, that word again, carnal, is literally the opposition. It is opposed to the spirit. So it's the exact opposite. The negative antithesis of spiritual living is carnal living. Carnal of the flesh, where we get the word carnivore, to eat meat, to eat the flesh. We cannot be carnal people. Here's the problem. Today's society pushes carnal living. Today's society, yesterday's society, 50 million years ago society, because in our human nature, all we want is to please ourselves. So the way we live is to please ourselves. We eat, we, we, we are entertained, we live the way we live so that we can please ourselves. Mom and dad, you need to be more spiritual so your uh, children who feel like you owe them any, everything anyway won't be so selfish. See, this is our fight. This is our fight here. This is our call here at Christ-centered church, empowering people to replace a self-centered life with a Christ-centered life. Some days I hate the fact that we name this church that because it makes it hard. Why? Because we get a lot of self-centered people. I, we should have called it something else, like the perfect church with the perfect people that love God in Jesus' name, church. <laughs> that live right and give all the time in Jesus' name, church. Like every week we just add something else to it. <laughs> you know, but you know, you do drive around town and see churches that got like long names like that. It'd be like, how do you abbreviate that exactly? You can't even write that on a check. You just be like them, just get his money to them church. So anyway, I want to deal with that because if the text tells us, if Paul says to them, listen, I've been trying to give you solid food, but you can't get solid food. You can only get milk because you are still carnal. You know, where does that start? So if you're writing, you should have written, uh, carnality keeps you from maturing. I want you to write this right here. <clears throat> Fleshly living 
suffocates the spirit, thus eliminating spiritual growth. Listen, you cannot feed your flesh and expect your spirit man to be strong. Okay? You can't keep looking at, at horrible Snapchats. You can't keep looking at all the negative, base, ratchet stuff on uh, Instagram, Facebook, porn, and expect your spirit man to live. You can't watch every movie and let them cuss you out and kill everybody on the screen and expect for your spirit man to grow. Oh, y'all, this, listen, this becomes the fight. This, is, this becomes the fight because, listen, if I go to movies like that, am I going to go to hell, Pastor? No. No. No, no, no. No, no. I know your grandmama told you you would. I know Grandma and Granddad said, you don't go out there to that movie. They're the devil. You don't watch that TV like that. That's a one-eyed devil. But see, the problem was with them, they were trying to feed their spirit. Not the problem. The issue or the thing with them is that they was feeding their spirit, man. And they realized that the stuff that came out of the TV was very worldly driven. And it didn't feed you. But here is the problem. Gosh, I, I should have got that analogy that, that I had in my head this morning. The, the problem is this. When you do not, when you feed your carnal man, hear me, it is not like, okay, I am feeding my carnal man and I'm not feeding my spirit. Well, let's switch these. This is the carnal man and this is spirit. So I'm feeding my carnal man, I'm not feeding my spirit, and this is just the way I live. It does not work that way. Because when you feed your carnal man, what happens to your spirit man is that it gets choked. It does not lie dormant. It gets choked. So then, when you, you know when your spirit man is being choked because your flesh man leads the way. The first thing to come up out of your mouth is cussing. Spirit man choked. Because now we don't have the Holy Ghost in there saying, no, 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 don't say that. Let's filter that. Because you don't choke them out. So the Holy Ghost is in, your, in the, back, the backstage of your life saying, ah, don't say that. But, but I can't tell you because you've been feeding your carnal man so much that you can't hear me talk to you. And so the, what, what, uh, I, don't, I, don't have no, I don't have no choice, so y'all going to have to get another towel because this is about to drive y'all crazy what I'm about to do. So then what happens is when you feed your flesh, your carnal man, your non-spiritual man, what is happening is your non-spiritual man is doing this to your spirit man and just feed, getting everything you, yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Porn. I got it. We cussing. I got it. We drinking. We, we, we watching shows that, that, that smoking weed all the time and cussing. I got it. Listen, the more movies you watch with a bunch of cussing, the more itch you'll have to cuss. I'm talking ratchet. I said cuss. I didn't say curse. I said cuss because I know that's what you know what I'm talking about. And so then what happens is we feed. And then that, that, that carnal man steps on the spirit and the spirit is like, I'm trying. I'm trying to help you. But the problem is as strong as the flesh man gets, 
it doesn't get strong enough to help you manage hard situations. It can never get strong enough to help you healthily, healthily, is that a word? Manage, come on, hard situations in life. So then what happens is when your flesh man is strong and life gets hard and start kicking your butt, it says, why don't you just get a drink? Why don't you just go get a joint? You know how you used to do. When life got hard, you smoked a joint and everything was all right until the joint went away. And then the thing that you floated off from, you float back to. So then you say, well, I ain't going to get a joint. I'm going to get some pills. Or I need something a little stronger. I need something a little stronger because when I come back down, it's still here. So I need to stay out longer. And next thing you know, you wake up dead because you've overdosed because you keep trying to run. Because your spirit man no longer exists. Let me say this to you. When you do not feed, you need to write this down. It's not on the screen. When you do not feed your spirit man, you are not fulfilling your destiny. You are a spirit. There is no need for you to pursue purpose and chase all the stuff that people write these books and tell you to chase your destiny and, you know, pursue, pursue purpose and, and, and fulfill your dreams. You can't. Listen. You are a spirit. You possess a soul. And you live in a body. Listen to me. Our problem is, oh my gosh, I wish I had time. Uh, uh, edge. I need him to go to the truck, bring me my suitcase. We can no longer spend our lives fulfilling the flesh. Hear me? Because you aren't the flesh. You aren't the flesh. Oh, Lord. The world has taught us, get weave, get ripped in the, st- in the, in the, in the gym, buy the best, buy Gucci, buy Prada, buy Mark uh, Jacobs, you know, wear that, put on the, the best cologne, and we spend our money, our time, our effort beautifying that which will decay into dirt. Who ever heard of washing dirt? The reason you got to take a bath is because you are dirt. Your body is dirt. Not me, Pastor, I'm clean. I tell you what, bring me a white bath cloth and I'll show you. Don't take a bath for a few days, and I'll show you. But we spend our time and our effort because society says, feed your dirt. Feed, listen, your body is the case. There is a chance that when I travel, that they will break this. I'll be mad if they break it. I want y'all to give me another one. You better give me another one. <laughs> but it is the contents that mean the most to me. Amen. Because what's inside of here 
is what matters most. It is what's most important. So then what would I look like trying to beautify my suitcase? I'm going to put this nice blazer on it. I'm going to put some bling on it. What? This right here about to be cute. I'm going to take this off for a second. Okay. This is about to be cute. You know how I'm gonna do it. Is we bling it? Suitcase. Suitcase. Bling it. Pastor, I saw you the other day in the jewelry store. What was you doing? I spent $5,000 on a necklace for my suitcase. You hear what I'm saying? So when we feed our flesh, it's about as dumb as buying clothes for my suitcase. Hear me, in the natural, I know the necessity of clothes and all that stuff, but we gotta cover ourselves. But what I'm trying to say is, it is the base nature of man that we feed. We feed our base nature. Come on, it works. Commercials work. I talked to, uh, it was Edie's cousin I talked to who had some surgery and she said, sir, let me tell you, I cut off cable in my house. She had had a bariatric surgery and she said, I cut cable off in my house, I just use a fire stick. I said, why, why? What do they got to do with surgery? She said, the commercials were about to take my life. She said, I can no longer eat any of that. But the commercials were about to kill me. Because then I had to fight me not to go get it. What we see, what we hear feeds us. The question is, is it going to feed your spirit man? Or is it going to feed your natural, your fleshly man, your carnal man? When you feed the carnal man, your spirituality dies. Y'all ready? All right, let's look at it. Uh, Romans 8, 5. Romans 8, 5. Look at what uh, Paul says at the church, to the church of uh, Rome. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds where? On the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit... They set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Keep going. Watch this. For to be carnally minded is death. Remember now, it kills you. We're talking here, to be carnally minded is death. That means what happens next in the spirit life is death. But to be spiritually minded, listen, is a life and peace. I will tell you this, the more you feed your flesh, the less peace you have. Have some fleshly stuff on your phone and let somebody pick up your phone. See, tell me how much peace you got in the end. <laughs> you just be over there. You ever gave your phone to somebody? 
for them to look at pictures, but you don't want them to swipe? <laughs> See, y'all don't want to be real with me, man. No peace. Then you learn on some people's phone, just don't, don't swipe. Don't swipe. If you don't want to see, don't swipe. Just look at what they're showing you. <laughs> you just be like, send it to me. How about just send it to me? <laughs> to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The more you feed your spirit, the more peace you have inside. And many of us wrestle with ourselves so much because of what we feed our spirit man. L let me be clear here. Let me be clear. Oftentimes when we start talking about carnality and fleshly things, we think sexual sin. And I want to tell you that that's not the only way. That's not all there is to that. Okay, it's not just about pornography. It's not just talking about infidelity. But when we start talking about feeding our carnal man, it could be eating too much. It could be shopping too much. Listen, feeding your gossip, your, uh, your carnal man could be gossiping. Oh my God, what did you hear? Feeding your, your fleshly man can be binging on TV shows and never reading your word. You ain't cussed, you ain't had no sexual sins, you're just not growing, you're not developing. And every time you feed, listen, I don't care, listen, every show has the potential to feed your fleshly man. Every show. Listen, the Bible says, and we'll get into it, probably won't get into it today, that the only thing that's out there in the world is the uh, lust of the flesh, the pride of life. What's the other one? First, it's 1 John 4, I think it is. 1 John 4 says the only thing that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, is the lust of the eye, the pride of life. is one more thing. Somebody get it for me. Let's look at it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, that ain't it. No, that ain't it. No, y'all find it. Somebody find it for me real quick. Y'all got service in here? Y'all use it quick. All you got to do is type in... Uh, Lust of the eye. Just type that in right quick. John 2. You say, what, what? 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. Let's look at it. 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. Okay. You see, old school, I had somebody read it. You had somebody stand up. Read, read, and they jump. And the word of the Lord says. <laughs> see, y'all ain't ready for that. Y'all ain't ready to go back. Y'all ain't ready. That's when the saints. So watch. Uh, go back to 15 for me. Do not, I'm trying to see if I want to go here. I'm going to go here. Do not love the world for the things uh, or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, watch this, the love of the Father is not in him. What? That flies in, in the face of today's uh, modern thought. 
that you can live any way you want to live and still have the love of God in you. See, here's the problem. We miss it. The text says that the love of the Father is not in him. The way we read that is, I should be able to do what I want to do and the Father is still going to love me. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about God loving you. We're talking about the fact that you don't love God. Well, how are you going to say that? How are you going to say just because I go out here and do A, B, and C, you telling me I don't love God? Yes, because the Bible says you can't. There is no way you can live in a way that pleases your flesh and still say you love God. Oh, see, this is the hard part. Because what I hear in this text comes after our confession of faith. I'm saved. No, you're not. Oh, Lord, here we go. Once saved, I always saved. People been fighting that fight. I ain't even getting ready to get into that. I got my stand on it. But based on this text, we're not even talking, we're talking about you telling me that you love God. I do love God. You can't love God and feed your spirit and love the world. So what has happened is your love of God begins to wane. Oh, I go, I got this right. Let's look at the timeline of your life. You ready? You got saved and you was loving Jesus. Loving Jesus, you got saved. All you was listening to is gospel. You was listening to gospel, you was listening to praise and worship because you just wanted to be in his presence and the Lord was talking to you and you were buying all the CDs at church because I got to hear that word, I got to hear that word. And I was listening to Joyce Meyer and she said that Bishop Jakes was blessing me on the way to work. And I went to this conference and I was there. And then life, you start moving and you said, I love God, but uh, I ain't buying as many CDs as I used to. You know, I, I don't found the balance because, you know, at first I was all the way over here, but then now it's a balance. So it's a balance. Now you don't find the balance because you don't, you don't speak in tongues in the car on I-20. You don't listen to gospel music as much because, you know, you know, I still love my R&B. You know, when I was coming, you know, I still love N.W.A. Okay, you still love N.W.A., I get it. You still love it. You still love it. Every once in a while you go back and get uh, Public Enemy Fight the Powers. I get it. You slide on. But, but, but the problem is we never go back here. And so we slide, and so the next thing you know, I'm not reading my Bible as much, but it's all good because I got the word in my heart. Watch this. I don't study my Bible because I got the YouVersion Bible app, and I do a reading. Can I, y'all ready for me? Y'all ready? I'm down with them readings on YouVersion, them devotionals, but that shouldn't take the place of your Bible study. Let me let that sit. Let me let that sit right there for a minute. Because here's what we do. We do a daily reading, and we get called those reading plans, and we read, and that's it. Oftentimes to say that we've done it. But when the Bible, when you start digging down in there, I got a scripture that, that's on my docket to study out and probably do a series on it. Because one day I got a text from Jay Fly who studies his Bible. He says, now tell me what this means. <laughs> I was thinking, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it means. So I had to hit him back. I was like, I don't know, but I'll study it out. Because he was digging into it. Those daily devotional readings give you inspiration to run on. Give you, but it don't dig down into for you to find out, God, what are you saying? 
in this text? And what are you saying to me? That's that. Okay. So you start moving on this timeline. And then we start doing stuff because I'm, you know, I'm a mature Christian now. Uh, I could do a little stuff so I could get a drink every once in a while. See? Because, I mean, I know I ain't going to go to hell if I get some wine or if I, if I get some. I ain't going to go to hell so every once in a while. But remember this. We never get back to I'm reading, I'm studying, I'm listening to, I'm watching. So then we get into the flow of, ooh, there's this new show out called Scandal. There's this new show out called Claws. Y'all, anybody watching Claws? I like Niecy Nash. I'm watching it, but I am getting convicted. I'm getting convicted. Come on, come on. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. I'm getting convicted. But I just like Niecy Nash. I just think she's so funny and just nice. But watch. I'm not visiting over here anymore. But I'm watching Claws every Sunday night. Not only am I watching Claws every Sunday night, you know, I'm also watching How to Get Away with Murder. Just, just, just the title alone. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, I'm watching Scandal. Oh, I'm watching, you know, I got to watch Cookie and Empire. I'm watching Empire. So I'm piling all of this on. And then I'm only going to church once a week. Because, you know, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I got the kids and I can't go get in a power group nowhere. I, can't, I just can't do that. It's just too much in my life. But you keep piling this on and then asking God to help your mess. Stupid. That's stupid. You're not feeding the thing that you're asking. You keep asking God to help you. Here is the problem with that. God is a spirit. So when we cry out to him, we should be crying out to him from our spirit. And you're wondering why he's not answering. Your spirit man is dead. And your flesh is crying out, Lord, help me in this situation. And the Holy Ghost said, and God says, the only way I can talk to you is through the Holy Spirit. So you can't hear me. I'm trying to tell you. Spend a little bit more time with me in prayer. Because then what happens is you piling on, you're enjoying life, you realize that I'm mature now. I, I, I got the balance that I got the grace to do some stuff that ain't going to send me to hell. So then we start doing more stuff, more stuff, more stuff. And then you're visiting church every once in a while. Now, you come in once a month, but keep asking God to protect you and keep you. And you're wondering why it don't seem like it's working. Because the thing that you use to communicate with him, or the thing that he uses to communicate with you, is dead. So, you start, and the Lord speaks to you. You start maturing, you start growing. I got saved, I, got, I received the Holy Ghost, and the Lord starts talking, and the Lord starts talking. And here's how the Lord works, because you can't see him. You can only hear him, because the Lord is a spirit. So then he sends people, 
to talk to you. And you say, I know that was the Lord because nobody knew I was praying for that. And they can't see me. And, and I can't see the Lord. But he knew that I was talking to him and I was asking him and he sent somebody and they blessed me or they gave me that word. And that's him. And now because I'm keep feeding my spit, my, uh, my fleshly man, I'm not hearing him as much. Where's my line on here? I'm not hearing him as much. And what is happening is, the more I feed my, fle my flesh, the less I hear him talk to me. And now he's over here talking. He's over here just talking. He's over here talking. And God is still trying to tell you stuff, but you can't hear him because your line of communication has been muted. Then you get mad at him. Turn it back up so we can get to, to the tape. And then you get mad at God because you feel like, God, you're not praying, you're not hearing me. I'm praying. I'm praying and you ain't responding. He says, I am talking to you. The problem is, it ain't that I ain't talking, it's just that you can't hear. Because I sent somebody at work the other day that told you, hey, you've been coming here late, a lot lately. I think you need to pay attention to that. And you got mad and told them they want your boss and you didn't want to hear nothing they got to say. But you missed it because that was me. Now you have lost the job, but I warned you. But you couldn't hear me because you keep feeding your flesh. And you done lost the job. And they're going to look at me talking about, Lord, I can't believe. Don't, I told you it was coming. But because you have muted my line of communication in your life, you're losing everything you got. And I've been telling you the whole while how to keep it but you can't hear me. And you want to be mad at me? I ought to be mad at you. You lucky I keep waking you up every day. Give me, I need some more, I need some more walk. Let me tell you something. Here's what I believe. I believe this, I believe this about my kids. You can't tell me that I'm going to go out here and live on my own and I don't want nothing to do with you and expect to be blessed by me. This is the way I look at it. I'll send you child support, but you don't get Christmas and birthdays because that's called blessing. Child support is called provision. You get provision, but you don't get blessing because you can't reject the Father and be blessed. You hear me? To the same degree, you wake up every morning. That's provision. But God desires to bless his children. But I can't send blessing to you because you have muted me in your life. For God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Your spirit is crushed. Now you don't even worship. And a lot of people I know say some stupid stuff like, it's because I've been hurt in the church. You're you just dumb. You've been hurt at work, but you keep going. You've been hurt in a car, but you keep buying another one. Come on, you've been hurt in a relationship, but you don't stop loving and trying and getting some. But it comes to the church and you want to turn your back on God because you say that I got hurt in the church. It's just people in here 
That's like going to the hospital and getting a staph infection. It happens. There are germs in a hospital. You're just as dumb as this TV if you feel like you can go to the hospital and not encounter germs. Sick people carry germs. That's why you go to the hospital to get healthy. You think the hospital is pure? That's why every time they walk in, they doing this. Because germs is everywhere. So you can't stop feeding your spirit, man, because you've had an encounter that wasn't favorable. Maybe God was trying to build you. I don't know where I was. Uh, go back to, um, oh, 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 oh. Go back to uh, Romans chapter 6. I mean chapter 8, Romans 8, 6. Whew, Jesus. Y'all feeling this? It's, it's tight, but it's the truth though, right? Okay. Anybody convicted? I've been convicted all week reading this though. See, see, y'all don't get it. When I read this stuff and get convicted, I'm sitting somewhere by myself. At least you got somebody beside you and just, you know, you can deflect. Then they bump into you, be like, oh, okay, it's all right. And they just give you a minute to breathe. When I be reading this stuff by myself, the Holy Ghost be sitting right here. I be like, hey, 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 let up off of me, would you? <laughs> Good God. At least, you get, at least you got somebody you can turn and talk to, like, what you doing at the church? Just to get a breather. I mean, really, when I get it, I don't have nothing. <laughs> and you pick up the phone and start scrolling because you be like, hey, Holy Ghost, give me a minute, would you? Because I got to digest all of this. Because the truth of it, I find out that I'm not who I thought I was. Not only that, I'm finding out I'm not who you want me to be. So he says, for to be carnally minded is death and to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Go next. Because the carnal mind, listen to this is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor can it be. What are you saying to me, Pastor? What I'm saying to you is, when you are carnally minded, you have no connection with God. You can't even tell me See, this, this is the kind of stuff that we got to go back to in, in, in church. Because the thing about it is, these days we want everybody to be happy at church. It will just be happy. We get you some coffee, and we go hug everybody, and we sing happy music, and we just want you to be encouraged. Be encouraged. It's going to be okay. It is going to be okay. It's going to be okay when the Lord comes down, cut us up a little bit, pour in the healing oil of the Holy Ghost, and say, now, go and be better. Because you're coming in here every day for nothing, if every Sunday for nothing. If you're not going to live it, don't come. Yeah. All this old happy jump. People, you know, people go through stuff every day. They don't need to come to church and be reminded. Yes, they do. That's why they're going through, because they're living like hell. And God keeps trying to, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. Yeah. I got some stuff for you. What are you doing? We had plans. I showed you a long time ago where we should be by now. 
but you can't put your phone down long enough to listen to me. Spend more time on your phone. Sometimes I wish God would just, just show up automatically on all our phones to just stop and say, hey, 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 have you spent time with me today? Many of you sit in church and scroll. And it ain't all because I'm reading scripture. You ain't reading scripture, person. <laughs> Ooh, I almost got, to, got it. Told you they should have been in children's church today. I'm trying to tell you. Next Sunday, I'm banning the kids. I'm banning the kids because I need to be able to flow like I want. Come on. But what's so funny to me is when calamity hits your life, you put the phone down then and want to talk to God. You know, if I was God and that stuff hadn't hit your life and you go calling me, I'd be scrolling. <laughs> God, I need you. Lord, look what Kim wearing today. <laughs> and you down here hollering, hey, hey, help me. I'm going down. The enemy's trying to kill me. And God was like, Lord, Kanye, Lord, oh, look, oh me, Kanye done said something stupid. <laughs> I keep trying to say that, boy, but he don't want to hear it. And you down here hollering. Because let me say something to you. To the same degree that your spirit man, your, your carnal man mutes your spirit line, steps on your, your spirit connection, please understand this. It ain't just about, well, God can't get a message to me. You can't get one to him. See, we don't think about that stuff when we out there feeding our flesh. Writing songs about bitches and hoes. But then get on stage, somebody like to thank God, because God. What God? What God? Y'all know I like Chance the Rapper and them, right? But you know what I really want to do? I want to sit down and talk to them and talk about the struggle. Because here's the problem with that stuff that they do. The problem with Chance the Rapper stuff is that, yeah, you're worshiping God, you're trying to give God glory, but what you're also doing is teaching people who are trying to live right for him that it's all right to mix all this stuff together. Because one song I'm talking about how great is our God, the next song I'm talking about smoking weed and getting high. And so then church people talking about, yeah, he be keeping it real. The struggle is real. The struggle gonna send you to hell with church clothes on. And that's what I wanna do is talk to them about that. Let's talk about this mixture. Y'all ready to get in on it? Because what happens is, I'm a Christian. I put a scripture or two on my, on my Facebook page. I go to work and I tell people I go to church, but you live like hell. Here's the problem with that. When God started, listen, remember in, uh, it's in, I think it's 2 Samuel, when they talk about the Ark of the Covenant, the Bible says that the children of God, listen, the children of God, who had the presence of God in their possession, started mistreating it and acting like it was regular. And so God said, I tell you what, Philistines, mount up. Go over there, kick their tail, and take me and put me in your temple. So the Philistines beat God's people who had his presence. Do you realize that you, based on how you live, you could have the presence of God and still lose your life? We ain't ready for this kind of stuff. I'm sorry, next week we're going to prophesy a car or something. Make you feel better about yourself. 
or about coming to church or whatever. I used to be, listen, I went through a phase that I didn't want to talk this heavy to people because I'd be like, they ain't going to come to church no more. Baby, peace out. Because God got a call on my life, and I'm going to do everything he calls me to do, and I'm going to tell you everything that he tells me to tell you. You're going to wrestle with it. I'm going to wrestle with it. You're going to get right. I'm going to get right, but I still got to be his microphone. You hear what I'm saying? So then they have the presence of God. The Philistines, guys, take the presence into their temple. It's called the Temple of Dagon. I'm like, God, why would you even let them people take you like that. He says, I'd rather hang out with people who gonna know I'm me than to hang out with people who say they know me but treat me bad. I don't wanna hang out with them. You do realize that the presence of God probably hang out more with non-believers than it does with believers. Because at least a non-believer gonna be real. You know, I believe in God and everything, but I'm going to live my life, man. I ain't going over there. Because you know, the, the, the non-believer's biggest thing about coming to church is being a hypocrite. I'm going to get my life together before I go. Well, that's stupid. I mean, that's really stupid. Because I mean, that's like saying I got, I'm sick, but when I get well, then I'll go to the doctor. Because I don't want to go to the doctor. I want to be well when I go to the doctor. It's just dumb. But they try. Let's try. They try. So he takes the presence of God sits it in the temple of Dagon, and Dagon, listen, y'all, did I tell y'all this recently? I think I preached about this recently, that the Dagon was a god that they made from their hands, the Philistines, worshiped the god of Dagon. He was top man, top half man, bottom half fish. And it was symbolic of mixture. And wherever mixture is, when God comes in, it has to break. So day one, they set God, the presence of God, Ark of the Covenant, into the temple of Dagon. And they came in the next morning, and Dagon had fallen over on his face. Morning two, same thing. Watch this. Morning three, Dagon had broken into two. Because what God is saying is, now listen, I ain't going to put up with this mixture for so long. Because if I'm still here, I got to separate it. So when they came in the third day, Dagon was now man and fish, not a man fish. Oh, God. I, listen, I'd be politically incorrect if I went where I wanted to go with that. All I can say is that God's separating. All right. All right. Come on. You can't be Christian sinner. Not intentionally. I mean, we all got sin in our life, but come on. You gonna grow up? Come on, be careful. You can't be man, girl. You can't be girl, man. God's coming for it. I know, the, the, the world don't want to tell you that. But you can't pick out of the scriptures what you want. We got to take the whole counsel of God. Come on. You can't be husband and boyfriend to somebody else. He going to come for it. There got to be a separation. Ooh, y'all should see how y'all looking at me, boy. God, though. No. I think I'm going to let it, oh, I'm seven minutes over. I'm going to let it ride for today. I think I done, I done beat it, because I got some more, but I'm going to let it ride today. Y'all all right? Everybody in hell? <sighs> Breathe. The breath that you have, God gave it to you because he loves you. And because he has a plan for you. These words come, these messages come because, listen, here is what I believe. 
I believe that these kind of messages come because God is preparing you for what's next. That's what I believe. And he's, what he's really saying to you is, hey, you holding up my program. I can't take you over there with you acting like this. And I'm ready. I told you a long time ago this was your end result. But you keep asking me, what, what, what's taking so long? He said, you need to ask you. Surely you are the descendants of the children of Israel. It should have taken them, hey guys, it should have taken them the amount of days to get from where they were into the promised land. But it took generations to make it because they kept messing up. So God had to work it out, work it out, work it out. And so I'm trying to work it out of you so I can take you to the promise. I'm trying to work it out on you. Oh, you won't let me work it out on you? Okay, good. I'll have to kill you off and let your kids get it. Now, some stuff our children are going to get and we ain't going to never get. Some stuff our children will be 10 times better than us because it's just the plan of God. You ain't going to build a temple. I'm just going, you're going to get all the materials. But your son going to build it. But then there's some stuff, guys, that God says, you can have it. But you're missing my cues. I keep telling you to turn left. But Jay-Z so loud in your ear that you turn right. And at some point, where do you draw the line? Where you draw the line? Where are you going to say, no, nah, I ain't going to do that. I better not do that. That don't look good. No, I got to be mature. I, don't, I, I, can't, I can't do that. That don't sound good. He's ready. He's ready to move you, grow you into destiny. But listen, you can't be fleshy handling eternal plans. You hear me? You can't keep feeding the, 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 the worldly man. Boy, I had so much to tell you today. I don't even know what happened to it. Y'all stay. I don't even know what happened to what I was going to tell you. I'll come back and tell you next week. Come on, stretch it out. Everybody stretch. <laughs> Reach up to heaven. <laughs> come on, walk it out. <laughs> stretch. Because this stuff gets tits sometimes. But here's what I can tell you. God is faithful to his promise. <laughs> the thing I know about God is that God will bless your socks off even while you're struggling, as long as you keep struggling. You hear me? Don't settle. If I see you struggle, if I see that you're trying to fight. See, here's a, our problem is we give up and we stop fighting. We start fighting, so we just live in sin. We just lay on down. I ain't even going to fight no more. I'm just getting ready to do it. At least fight. You know, I get, I get, the, I get the question all the time. Okay, Pastor, you're a pastor. How do you, how do you handle if a homosexual comes into the co in congregation and they want to serve? My question is, are they fighting? Or are they just saying that's how they're going to live? Because if you fight it, I'm going to walk with you. If you fight, because I'm fighting. Okay? Because, I mean, come on. It, it's amazing to me how people, you know, I just feel like it, that's the way they choose to live. Just let them serve. Oh. So if I, if I choose to be a hoe, you going to let me keep living, preaching up here? Come on. 
if you see me coming out the Bunny Ranch, y'all be like, y'all don't know what the Bunny Ranch is. Y'all, whatever. If you come see me coming out of seedy places, I ain't got no shame. I'll be like, what? Hey, you gonna still come here? No. I ain't going over there. Come on, y'all wait for pastors to do stuff like this so they can get crucified. But you can choose. It's just how I choose to live. Okay, so it's how I choose to live. Come on in, give an offer, let's do this. I ain't giving my money over there. Yo, two-faced and judgmental self. <laughs> Come on, two-faced and judgmental. <laughs> That's North Carolina term. Y'all say you say two-faced where y'all from? That's Georgia too, you two-faced it. It's okay for you to lay down in it, but I gotta fight. No, let's fight together. Let's fight together. I talk to people all the time, they just cuss all the way through. They be like, oh, I'm sorry, Pastor. I know you're a pastor. I'm sorry. You're fighting it? Okay, let's fight together. Hey, say that one again, because that's what I just wanted to say. You say it, so I don't have to. We're fighting together. Let's fight together, man, but let's grow up. Let's grow up. I laugh at Kyle because Kyle, Kyle is a kid that, you know, he don't want to get in trouble. He always wants to do the right thing. And because he has seen teenagers be teenagers, he don't want to be a teenager. Like he, I mean, he will tell you, I don't want to be a teenager. But now he just turned 12 Tuesday. In 365 days from Tuesday, he's going to be 13. Now, at some point, you're going to have to be okay with being a te- teenager, but then you're going to have to choose how you live. Okay? Because if you look 18 and act 5, I got to take you in because there's a chance that you may be retarded. No, I mean, re to go back to have been slowed down. See, you know, we have used that word so bad growing up. Like my sister used to call me retarded all the time. Regina, you make me say you just your retarded self. We used to always say, so it becomes a bad thing, but it's a real word. You have gone back and slowed down. So you can't keep telling me, I believe in Jesus. I'm a disciple, but you're not growing. And if you're going to grow, you're going to need to do some things to help you grow. What I was going to talk about was the first one is you got to change your mind. I'll talk about that next week. The next one is you got to cut off some stuff and some people. We'll deal with it next week. Guys, growing up in God has great benefits, but I will tell you, it ain't the easiest thing in the world. You hear me? Oh, but it's worth it. Let me say this to all of you. This teaching that I do, this kind of teaching helps you be a better husband, father, wife, mother. Because when you mature, you'll handle your spouse differently. That's why you got to grow up. Because I don't do a lot of teaching where this, this series is just for the married people. I just, a lot of my people, a lot of my friends, my, my contemporaries, a lot of people that I study, they do that stuff. I don't do that stuff because then I got some people in here in the room who ain't looking to be married. Who said, I done tried that, I ain't gonna try that no more, you really wasted my time, so I ain't gonna come during this series. I don't want that. So I'd rather teach you how to be a better Christian because if you're a better Christian, you become a better person. 
If you're a better Christian, you become a better husband, a better father, a mother, you understand what I'm saying, a sister, cousin, you just get better. You're a better friend when you grow up in God. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you today that you are helping us grow up. I thank you, Lord, that you are challenging us in every place and that today we receive the challenge.